Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season four, episode 12, the T of Pacey? I think it's Tay. 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 Yeah. The Tay of Pacey. The Tao of Dawson and the, maybe it's Day and the Day of Pacey. Okay. Yeah, Um, that must be it. That makes more sense. The Day of Pacey. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So written by Maggie Friedman and directed by Harry Weiner, who also directed a lot of TV movies and an after school special. Before moving to TV, where he directed episodes of Party of Five, Alias, Felicity, and Veronica Mars. Many of my favorites. Yeah. And now he mostly produces, but he's still working. Um, Awesome. This originally aired on January 17th, 2001. Um, The description from Wikipedia. Joey decides to help Pacey's mother throw a surprise 18th birthday party for Pacey, not knowing about Pacey's self-professed birthday curse. The party goes downhill fast as Pacey's family makes Pacey feel worthless and everyone else feels uncomfortable. Dawson becomes upset when he feels that Gretchen doesn't want anyone to know about their new relationship and postpones their first real date to go to the party. Pacey and Joey again walk in on Dawson and Gretchen kissing, this time more passionately. (laughs) (laughs) Jen correctly suspects that Toby might be harboring romantic feelings for Jack. Okay. All right. So there's a bit of a break between this episode and the next one, like a couple of weeks. So I've got a few histories, mysteries for you. Um, On January 15th, 2001, Wikipedia is launched. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that old. Yeah. And it now uh, powers much of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it changed my life. Yeah. Particularly the fr- the intro part is a lot a lot of Wikipedia. We owe Wikipedia a lot for that. Um, oh, January sixteenth, two thousand and one, President Bill Clinton awards former U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt a posthumous Medal of Honor for his service during the Spanish American War. Oh my gosh! <laughs> colonizers repping colonizers. <laughs> That's some bullshit. The Spanish American War is a fucking pile of bullshit yeah just an fyi like theodore roosevelt is you know really important in the national park service and the creation of national parks but he is a piece of trash yeah agreed (laughs) also the spanish-american war is where the u.s annexes the philippines and guam too Mm -hmm. so and when um, california becomes part of the u.s yeah um no that's the mexican-american war I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. This Spanish American was in Cuba. Um anyway, so January 16th, 2001, a man drives a semi-trailer truck into the side of the California State Capitol building, killing the driver and damaging the building's interior. Whoa. Hmm. I don't know a word on whether it was um on purpose or not. Uh January 18th, 2001, President Bill Clinton delivers his farewell address to the nation. January 20th, 2001, George W. Bush is sworn in as the 43rd president of the United States, and Dick Cheney is sworn in as vice president of the United States. And it's 
been downhill ever since. <laughs> um, so January 20th, 2001, also impeachment proceedings against Philippine President Joseph Estrada, accused of corruption and preeminently and trigger the second ESDA people power revolution. Mm. His vice president, Gloria Macapagal, I'm so sorry, Macapagal, Arroyo succeeds him as the 14th president of the Republic. Oh. January 22nd through 24th, 2001, the Texas Seven are friends. No, <laughs> they're awful. A group of convicts who escaped um, in Texas are found in Colorado. And finally, January 23rd, 2001, my friend Genevieve's 18th birthday and also the Tiananmen Square self-immolation in- oh. incident occurs. The incident is disputed. Whoa. Chinese government sources say that five members of Falun Gong which is a um, seems kind of culty, a spiritual practice yeah. that is persecuted in mainland China, set themselves on fire in the square. Falun Gong sources disputed the accuracy of these portrayals and claimed their teachings explicitly forbid violence or suicide. Several journalists have suggested the self-immolations were staged. So, mm. um, that's what happened that <laughs> uh number one movie aaron mm. is save the last dance starring... oh i love that movie <laughs> i saw that in the theaters like twice i definitely saw it in the theater starring of course julia styles um and carrie washington and of course mm. bianca lawson right 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 yeah yeah um save the last dance broke varsity blues's record for the highest martin luther king weekend debut (laughs) wow (laughs) so nikki green beats dawson leary once again (laughs) Uh, number one song still independent women part one by destiny's child oh yeah wow yeah um the greatest so the top 10 is all kind of similar. The greatest gainer this week is Classic. Number 10 this week, Love Don't Cost a Thing by Jennifer Lopez. Song is so good. And number 35 is one of my personal favorites, Without You by The Chicks, formerly known as So. It was a pretty good week for music. Um, there was yeah, some, listen, like, there's some metal in there. There was a Limp Bizkit song or two that I, <laughs> I like, scrolled right past as I was looking through, but we, we all had okay. to live through that. <laughs> we did. We did. And I won't play them again on this podcast. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, so, first things first, I wanted to give a shout out to our Asian American listeners yes. and our listeners of Asian descent because it has been quite the week here in the u.s um (laughs) quite the year yes (laughs) quite the year quite the week quite the (laughs) lifetime Mm -hmm. um and you know part of our work that we try to do in dismantling white supremacy is dismantling the specific kind of racism that is hurled Mm -hmm. at our brothers and sisters of asian descent and of course because dawson's creek is the (laughs) show that (laughs) for some reason is still extremely relevant this episode is going to give us an opening to discuss how pervasive certain (sighs) stereotypes are and how harmful they are yes um so we will have a conversation about that um you know 
part of the discussion I think we'll have is how these stereotypes contribute to the hate crime that we've witnessed last week mm-hmm. and the hate fueled violence we've been seeing all over the country. So um, just to our listeners who are of Asian descent, like I hope you're taking care of yourselves. We're sending our love to you. We're, you know, it, it was a, it was a hard week in what have been a series. of hard Yes. Weeks and, and yes. Know. It's a lot. What it's a time a to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> so um that said, we're gonna open at PC and Gretchen's house. Yeah. PC sleeps I, on the couch. I was gonna say, I'm not sure if we've noted that PC sleeps on the couch in this house. <laughs> I am stunned at that. But here we but are. Okay. All right. PC sleep on the couch. And Joey has a hostess cupcake with a candle in it. <laughs> really and sings cute. him happy birthday. I mean, listen. And- yeah, I love it. I, would I be love down a hostess with that. cupcake. Yeah, me exactly. too. What a good road trip snack! Excellent road trip snack. Yeah, yeah. What is that wax that they call frosting? I don't know, but it's good. I don't know. It's, <laughs> whatever chemicals they're using, I'm buying. Um, also, I want to just—I just have like a little note because pa- Joey starts singing "Pacey Happy Birthday" with this uh-huh. hostess cupcake. Yeah, and it's January, and his last birthday. Was a dock party that we saw. Was it 16? It was warm out. There was a dock party with girls in bikinis. Yes. So yes. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it's like definitely the timeline's fucked up. But then like we're supposed to like, I don't know. It's hard because we're supposed to then also think season one is like the first half of sophomore year. And then yes. season two is the second half. So, I have like, that same in thought. Yeah. That situation, like the timeline makes sense. But in the fact that they're wearing bikinis and it clearly is the beginning of the school year and I think they even <laughs> kind of talk about being the first day of school that doesn't yeah. make sense but like yeah. you know Dawson's Creek and their timelines <laughs> yeah they're not good <laughs> yeah Pacey's like grumpy and he's like, like go away do I not don't want to celebrate yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's kind of weird that Joey doesn't know this like I agree I'm gonna say like what <laughs> they haven't been talking about his birthday this like right. past week <laughs> you know the past like 10 days or so right what do you want to do what's going on yeah or like even like because turning 18 is a big deal totally so you would be like oh what do you want to do for 18th birthday like are you do you want me to drive you to register to vote you know (laughs) yeah yeah i do know i do know um because my what we did well i registered to vote before that but like i remember like on your 18th birthday you would like buy a scratcher you would like mm, buy a buy cigarette yeah buy some porn we went to like a net na- i wouldn't recommend this we went to a nasty ass in california 18 oh, yeah. and over strip clubs are yep. full nude and you still have to buy two drinks at a non-alcoholic strip club so you're drinking a fucking sprite in a like full nude <laughs> strip club it's disgusting really <laughs> It's not um, because I think there's anything wrong with stripping, but it's just like uh, the atmosphere around it. The is atmosphere quite something. is not good. <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, so there's <laughs> traditions that come with turning 18 that I feel sure. would have been discussed in advance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Pacey, you know, Pacey's like, look, Joe, every birthday I've had since I was nine was a disaster. Yeah. And Joey says, at least you're not being a dramatic about it, which I do kind of love her for <laughs> calling your boyfriend a drama queen. I'm here for that kind of roasting on a birthday at any time, actually. 
Mm-hmm. And then and then PC goes on this like litany of the terrible things that have happened. And like some of them are shitty but not terrible and some of them yeah. are like truly awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean like we saw one birthday and it was kind of fucked up. Like his friends forgot it. No one gave a fuck and he threw a party on the docks that no one even knew it was his birthday. <laughs> right. Although he does say that he when he was 16 he threw himself a party that no one came to and I was like actually a lot of people came to it. They just didn't really know that it was your birthday. <laughs> Yeah, or know who you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then at one point he says he got mauled by a dog, which actually does. That's horrifying. I know. That's yeah. horrible. And then yeah. jo- Joey's like, because he's like, let's just skip my birthday. And Joey's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, okay, fine. Let's just spend like a quiet birthday alone with just you and me. And she's yeah. like, okay, yeah, just the two of us. And they hug and her face is like, oh shit I've made some mistakes in my life (laughs) yeah we get the Joey like fuck god damn it face shit yeah Um, so when we come back from the credits, Dawson and Jack are at the Learys. And look, I overlooked speaking about this hat in the last episode because I was like, maybe it's a one off, but it's back again. And like, so <laughs> they have them in this like, you know, those like fishing baseball hats. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like not a baseball. I mean, they are a baseball hat, but they're like, it's only in for fishing. Shape. But yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dawson's wearing one of those, and so my question is, are they trying to cover his awful hair, which I approve I of, but so. I, I'm not because sure that hair we is want like it not getting way. better. It's his not. hair's not getting better. But that hat's but like, not good either. It's sad because they they don't want to be like Dawson wears like a, like a, like a sport hat, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. because they're like, he's not a sport guy. He's an art guy. And you're like, can we just dismantle these stereotypes? Whatever. Right. He's going to wear a hat. He's not a fishing guy really either. Like they kind of make him out to be, but like, come on, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, totally. <laughs> anyway, and if your hair is bad, you're just going to wear whatever hat you have around. So whatever. Yeah. I just, I had to just mention the hat because I was like, well, it's two in a row and I can't yeah. let this pass. <laughs> Yeah, so they're walking down the stairs and and Jack's kind of giving Dawson a hard time about like his upcoming date with Gretchen and Jack's like super stoked for him and Dawson's like nervous. Dawson's like, ugh, and Jack's like, what are you nervous about? Is it Pacey and Joey? (sighs) Yeah. And And Dawson's like, no, it's just like, it's our first official date. I haven't seen her since we kissed. Like there's this buildup. But, you know, yeah. if Pacey and Joey ask, like, I'm going to tell them, as will Gretchen, it's not a big right. deal. Let's just put a pin in the as will Gretchen. <laughs> I know. And it's just, like, it's weird for, like, how much Dawson blames Pacey for, like, not telling him and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like I maintain, like, I think Pacey and Dawson should have talked about it, yep. you know. But the way that Dawson's like, oh, Pacey's a piece of shit. He didn't come and tell me. And then, like, doesn't really, like do it on his own you know because like it's hard when do you tell someone these things you know like if you've just kissed someone or if you're just like been on one date like why would you want to announce to people like that's so much pressure agreed i'm gonna have more to say that about that in a second but agreed agreed yeah Yeah. (laughs) so jack is like the voice of reason and is like oh yeah this sounds like a great plan tell me how this goes totally great great yeah (laughs) Awesome. Like, no big deal. No, yeah. <laughs> Definitely doesn't sound like it's going to backfire. 
<laughs> so we go to the back to the winter beach house which we get like a new yes. angle on seeing and it's like it's this house. huge that's a, i know and like it's Why got like hell of furniture i know and there's like hella furniture in there like they could have just like made one corner be his room like of the living room like i don't know it's really bizarre but okay you know no one cares about pacey i guess um yeah and so they're like pacey and joey are like at the breakfast table eating breakfast and gretchen's like in the kitchen like oh what are you doing for your big day you know and um joey's like oh i promised a quiet night (laughs) (laughs) and pacey's like going through the mail and he like gets something and reads it and then pauses as Mm -hmm. gretchen and joey talk about like how wild it is that pacey thinks his birthday is cursed they're like what the fuck yeah Uh (laughs) and pacey like joey does notice pacey pause like in Mm -hmm. what he's doing and she's like what's up and he's like nothing and he goes to walk away as he's like yeah, opening he's like, this oh, I gotta go get dressed. yeah yeah and so when he leaves joey like runs up to gretchen <laughs> yeah, and she she's like i her. need you to come over i need you to come to the last minute surprise birthday at your parents house <laughs> gretchen good sister is like this is a terrible idea fucked up idea yeah <laughs> and why doesn't gretchen know i don't know this is there's a lot of holes in this situation absolutely <laughs> This is this, this um episode is full of plot holes. Um yes. but like but so pa- she's like my family's insane and Pacey's going to kill you for this. And yeah. like this is and a terrible And it's kind of idea. like if it's last minute, why can't she just cancel it, Joey, you know? The fact that Joey lies all the time but cannot lie when it's needed to protect Pacey's feelings. <laughs> well, it's like, why don't you just say, cause she, cause Joey says the problem, like the bad idea is your mom is was your mom's. She called yeah. me all excited and sweet and was like, I want to throw this surprise party. Like, how am I supposed to say no to that? And I'm like, you tell her that you already have plans. Yeah. <laughs> if the thing is last no. minute, it is not unheard of that you would already have plans. <laughs> I know exactly for an 18th birthday, which again is a pretty significant birthday in America. And like, PC doesn't even live with his parents. You could be like, oh, we were going to go to Boston for the night, or like, yeah, you know, we're going to go to Martha's Vineyard. I don't know where that is, but I think it's close to the Cape. Near to them, yeah. (laughs) Near that. Or we're going to hang out with our friends. You know, like there's a, I don't know, like there's a world in which you've already planned something. So like, it would be easy to just. And even like if you panic and agree, then you could just call and be like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I, I thought you meant Sunday, not Saturday or something like that, you know, and like try to reschedule it. Totally. And Gresham's like, well, this should be interesting. And Joey's like, come on, you don't have any plans, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like then Gretchen panicked <laughs> well I was like remember that scene just the last one where Dawson was like Gretchen's totally gonna tell Joey and Pacey if they ask that's definitely not what happens because Gretchen the worst actress on earth not Sasha Alexander she's great Gretchen <laughs> yeah, yeah. is bad it's like nope no plans no me no, I don't no, have any plans no I don't have me, any plans no. no I wasn't gonna do anything <laughs> what do you mean um yeah I mean I'm totally I'll come I'll, I'll come <laughs> Joey like, blows right past that. I know. <laughs> Joey doesn't notice that wild like display. <laughs> display. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you'll come and then like it'll be great. And Gretchen's like, yeah, of yeah, course. She's like, great. I need another friendly face. And then she <laughs> looks at him at her and she's like, Pacey's gonna kill me, huh? <laughs> and Gretchen's like, Oh yeah, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love their sister-in-law dynamic. I gotta say, it's really cute. Yeah, it's so cute. 
so we go over to Graham's and Jen crafting. <laughs> okay, painting. they're listening. They're supposed to be listening to Ella Fitzgerald's version of Night and Day. And no, I, I have to say because I love Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. They're jackalposing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I love when they make Grams out to be this like crafter, although we don't see that in her house. Like I wish right. we saw more needlepoint and like right. old lady stuff to like Same. for how much they tell us she's a crafter. Same. But also, it's you awesome. can you cannot tell me that Jen isn't learning how to make needlepoint so she can make like dirty needlepoints for everyone. Totally, you yeah, know? she's definitely like ahead of the curve on that for totally. sure. Totally. <laughs> and Absolutely. so like. You know, uh, Grams is like, oh, what are you doing? What do you got plans for tonight? Are you doing anything? And and Jen's like, oh, I've got my final five hours of community service. I'm going to, like, drive around drunk teens. <laughs> right. I'm going to pick up, like, drunk teens. I feel like this was in a bunch of media at the time, but I, I never don't, knew I, the existence no. of it. No. But I totally agree. I, but, I like, wouldn't... <laughs> it drive me crazy. Like, the, yes. he, like, that guy's yes. designated Dave and they, like, call him for rides. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, though I was I had the exact same thought. I was like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot about this thing that they acted like happened, but didn't." <laughs> no. like, I mean, in Santa Cruz, we just walked drunk all over the town. It's not that big. Like we would be more likely to call our our parents. Someone would have to pull the s- small straw and be like, "Fuck, I have to call my parents right now," you know? Yeah. Because your parents would come no questions asked. Obviously. Yeah, my parents would come no questions asked, particularly if I was like, "Get me out of this party, please." Yeah, we didn't even have to say anything. Like, yeah. oh, can you come pick us up? And they it was like a deal that every parent at one point had to come pick up a <laughs> car full of kids and pretend like they didn't know they were drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 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 So <clears throat> Grams is like, oh, that sounds like fun. And Jen like looks at her horrified. And then she's like, <laughs> Jen's kind of like, I've done all these like community service hours and I don't feel like I've really served the community. Like it's a big waste of time. And Grams is just like not listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Jen's like, are you thinking about sex? <laughs> Amazing. Which immediately shakes Grams from whatever she's. <laughs> and like, um- Jen's like, no shame. I mean, it's totally yeah, cool. Yeah, when and you fall Graham's in love. And Graham's like, no, I'm not in love and I'm not having sex. <laughs> it's so funny. I know. It's hilarious. And then Jen asks if they've had, if like her and Brooks have had the safe sex talk. And like legit, <laughs> so this is actually like a thing because like no, so totally. many. It, yeah, there's a yeah, huge cases of STDs in like um, nursing homes and like senior facilities because they don't. <laughs> talk about that (laughs) well and also because a lot of those people were married through the bulk of the aids epidemic so like unlike our generation which they like scared yeah shitless you know like exactly no i'm like what do you need i know all the forms of birth control because i used to get fucking tested on it yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's like i know it's it's wild anyway so jen like says a bunch of shit how it's wild that grams doesn't know (laughs) what brooks is into yeah and like (laughs) And she's like, is he into SM and toys? And I'm like, Jen, oh my lord. She's it's your funny because like she's only saying these. It's like again the way like a way you make fun of someone just to make them uncomfortable because Graham's the way she could stop Jen from doing this is just like going in, like, yeah. oh yeah, he likes this, he likes this, or whatever. And then Jen would be like, done with this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I've made some mistakes. I want to take back. <laughs> I see where I messed up. Listen, my grandmother once called to talk to me about Fifty Shades of Grey, and before that, I will never recover. Yeah, 
totally. You don't you don't recover from that conversation. No, I'm just gonna no. warn you. Nope. Um uh, and Graham's no. Graham says, You're trying to freak me out because you hate de- decoupage or because you want me to ground you so you don't have to go to community service. Both of which I love. Those options. I know. <laughs> Amazing. And- Grams is like, neither of which are happening. <laughs> like, you know, right, you're going right. and we're not going to talk about this anymore. And she's like, um, I'm good. I know how to have safe sex because I'm a fucking nurse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so we go to Dawson stopping by Larry's Fresh Fish where Gretchen's working. And- okay, wait. I noticed in the background there's like a, one of those life-size wood carvings of like a Native American chief in oh, the really? restaurant. I was like, why is that there? <laughs> why? I have no idea. It's it's oh there though. I, I wonder. Know. I mean, I don't. There would be no reason to justify this, but it it must be from whatever the real restaurant is, probably. But still. yeah. Anyway, so Dawson, wait. I just want to say this line out loud to you that I wrote because yeah, it seems wild to me. Dawson comes to see Gretchen to ask where she would like to be taken on a date this evening. It's super weird. Who are you and what have you done with Dawson Leary? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, like, that's the interesting thing about this episode is that, like, he is trying his best to be this new person, you know? And, like, I kind of like that about him. Like, he's just like, you know, um, I don't know if I planned a date. No, exactly. That's like, it's, that's not something he normally would have done. Like, he would have had like this whole romantic evening and already imagined what the outcome would be. And then would be pissed when the outcome was different than what true. he imagined. True, true. Be. Like I'm like, Dustin, but like maybe make a reservation at a dinner place just in case, even if you have to cancel, <laughs> like just in case. Yeah. Or at least like have some su- backup suggestions of like, Oh, I was thinking this or whatever, like participate yeah. in, in date making yes. as well, you know? Absolutely. Um, like, I don't think guys have to plan a date, but like, if, if a girl's like, I don't know, what do you want to do? Like, then you don't want to get stuck in that spiral of annoying. Like, <laughs> no I don't know to. what you want to do. I don't know. What do you want to do? It's like, a, shoot me in the head is what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, get, get me out of this fucking <laughs> loophole. <laughs> yes. To sit in my apartment and not talk to you is what I would <laughs> I like know. to do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so, Gretchen is like, yeah. yeah, so about the date. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of promised Joey that I would go to this weird ass birthday party my mom's throwing and she was going to tell you, but then I told her that I would tell you. So can we like postpone the date? Mm-hmm. And Dawson's like, why would we postpone? Like, I'll just come. Like, it's fine. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I am going to call Dawson out on this. Like, you don't go on your first date to your ex best friend's <laughs> birthday party. So, like, 100%. This part is kind of fucked up because yeah. he like infers from this, like he's like, you know, like, well, why, why can't we just go on our first date there? Like, what would be, you don't want people to know, do, don't you? Right. <laughs> it's like, and whoa, he's like, note it down, Dawson. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, wait, is this because like you don't want PC and Joey to know, or are you afraid of your family and like ashamed to be on a date with me in front of them? And like. Gretchen's yes, like, probably. It's a fucking first date, Dawson. Like, yes. Like, you don't go on a first date on display. It's like if someone's asks you to go on a first date and they're like, yeah. And why don't we go to a birthday party where all of my closest friends are going to be there? And oh, yeah, it's only 12 people and we sit at a dinner table. Could you imagine a first no. date like that? No. Because my would thing be is like, like, this person's a sociopath. <laughs> like, oh, my God. 
Oh my God. And that's my thing is I, my note is that I think this is what's so nice about going away from your family as like a young adult. I, it doesn't have to be to college, just like any, doesn't yeah. matter where, just go away from them. Because like, I think that's what I learned when I went away. I didn't really go away to college, but I did not yeah. live with my parents. And like, the thing is, is like, you it's like the only people who know about you going on a date is like the people that you live with who see you leave for the date like right yeah yeah it's like there's yeah. no pressure there's no like your friends are like oh how'd it go like they're right. like i don't need to meet them for like a while like we're fine exactly no totally <laughs> like, page me when it's serious and then i will come I like meet the person <laughs> and it's like i like there's this part of me that's like okay keep well, also small town. like i mean yeah, like this situation is different, obviously, because they know Dawson. But like the the other guests at the party are like, well, how much do I participate in this person that you just met too? Like, you know, right. like, so like Absolutely. it makes everyone comfortable as well. Like, you know, right. that's why I would be like, this is so bizarre. <laughs> but like, this is my thing is like, I feel like this is really the space where you feel the age divide between Dawson and Gretchen. Because even though it's not that big of an age divide, it's just a few years. Like, yeah, that's the space because that yeah, few exactly. years is a huge, huge experiential divide. Yeah. Right? Like she's been on so many first dates. <laughs> well, and like her and family been met on, like, Nick. Two. Like yeah, we found yeah, out yeah, her yeah. family met her ex-boyfriend. So like, yeah, she, you know, it's like she liked someone enough to bring him home to a family that right. wasn't like Dawson, who they've known for fucking ever. Exactly. And like, you know, it would be I don't know. It's just also like even in this in this instance where her family does know Dawson, that adds another layer of complications to potentially dating him within your family because they would they would constantly be asking, like, how's it going with Dawson? Because they know him and they like, you know, it just is fucking weird, Dawson, you know, and like. And, like, and she's like, like I'm said, not ready trying to... to be this chill person. But like I said last episode, he wants like every relationship to like hit the ground running and being like, we're in a relationship. Yeah. We're going to be in love. And like, <laughs> it's going to be like this epic romance. And like, that's why first dates are weird because you don't you you don't know what's going to happen. Right. And you shouldn't. <laughs> that's kind of the point. Yeah, like, even though they know each other, they don't know each other, like, romantically, which is right. a, a completely different way to know people. Totally. And she's like, and she just says, I'm not ready to go public. But, like, yeah. come to the party, not as my date. Like, I'd love to have you there. And yeah. then he's like, if this is something you feel like you need to hide, like, maybe it's something we shouldn't be doing in the first place. And, like, that's just where that divide is, right? She's not saying we need to hide it. She's saying, yeah. like, hey, maybe we don't announce to my family that we might start dating each other. <laughs> Like, and like, we're gonna go on one already day. has the idea of like a birthday curse so like does he also want to know that i'm like in a relationship with his ex-best friend who hates him you know like right. all of these things are on the table it's like dawson don't make this about you you know like totally. i understand his insecurity but like he's still being selfish you know of course and and so he's just like okay gretchen i'll see you tonight and then like leaves yeah it's a lot of pressure for a first date <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> but yeah, we go over to Jen, who's like getting the deets from the project coordinator about like how this driving Works. thing goes. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to have a partner. And we see, oh, 
Guess Toby. what? <laughs> Partner's Toby, and he's volunteering for fun. <laughs> because he's like a good Samaritan. And, but he does just say this joke that I actually kind of loved, where he's like, oh, this is the best place to pick up boys. The drunker, the better. And like, it was kind of, I really like the joke because it kind of flips this like shitty behavior on its head, where it's like a man saying that about other men. It kind of like, yeah. it kind of like... <laughs> pokes wind in the sails of that kind of shitty ass joke i kind of loved it anyway so toby's like you know i didn't have community service or anything but like (laughs) (laughs) i'm just here and jen's like well you know i'm really glad we get to hang like yeah and she's (laughs) like oh and i also know this birthday party we can stop by if we're in the area like and jack's gonna be there so we could all hang together yeah and then toby oh toby's so whack right I, like, I feel like i go back and forth on toby because they're like there's this part of me that's like he's so sweet to jen like he and jen have such a nice rapport but then he's like i don't like jack's gonna be there like you know i don't he doesn't want to see yeah, me he's and, like, like fyi not all gay people like, have to be friends which is true true and then <laughs> but then he's like and i'm not convinced jack is gay yeah Fuck you, Toby. You're yeah. fucking dead to me. No one needs to convince your white ass. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's oh like, my gosh. Fuck you. He says it's that so he's pre- weird. Jack's pretending to be gay for social cachet and then a chance okay. to be a rebel outsider. And right. And women lie for all that money they get. Yeah. yeah go on. Fuck you. I know. And like Jen's like, you know, she's still pushing it, man. I have some issues with Jen in this episode, too. I know. Because she's like, she's like, you know, I know you guys didn't really get along, but like Jack's such a great guy and he's like funny and hot and kind of lonely. Yeah. She's and she's like, I'm not trying to set you two up. I only as friends, you know. Yeah. And, and like, like, I I guess we're supposed to think her intention is she wants Jack to have a gay friend, which like, yeah, that intention I appreciate. But they did go to a gay straight alliance with more than one gay person there. So don't pick this fucking asshole. <laughs> point 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 and she's like you know i'm like i want you to be friends and toby's like okay great like i'll be just friends because i'm taken and greg is very jealous (laughs) okay okay great (laughs) so cool like it's just like it's so fucked up like i i've said like the the storylines of like jack's like the ones that are specific to him being gay are so horrific like where i agree doesn't fit in with his straight friends and then the the gay folks of this very small community they don't think he's actually gay and it's like oh my gosh and like toby's being a piece of shit like he has already admitted the trauma that he's experienced as a result of his sexuality and he's like you know reinforcing this trauma to jack like yeah oh so (laughs) joey has pacey blindfolded Oh my god! I can't believe she didn't tell him what they were I, doing. I know, I know, I know. This is she, I, like my, if she didn't feel comfortable <laughs> lying to the mom and being like, like canceling it. You would at least be like, "I'm so sorry. Your mom called and begged me, and I panicked and said yes. And I know you don't want to, but can we just do this, and then we'll I'll make it up to you like yeah. later tomorrow." Yeah. There's, like, a part of me that wants to give it to Joey that, like, I bet Pacey would not have gone if she had to yeah. actually told him. But also, like, there's a reason. I don't, so. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if that's true. I think he would have because, like, 
if she asked he would have if she asked him to yeah yeah I mean I definitely hear you but still then you just cross that bridge you know yeah, it's no, like, no 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 I'm with you I don't it's hard when I don't see her prioritizing his feelings you know yeah I think that's fair but she's he he is blindfolded and she's leading him somewhere and he's like well I thought we weren't gonna celebrate like where are we going and she's like I changed my mind and then Pacey tries to guess and lays out a real elaborate fantasy it's like it's detailed (laughs) detailed he says we're on a remote dock with candles and champagne and birthday cake, which you will feed me as you serenade me off key. That's my favorite part. Of course. I know. <laughs> off key. Right? We know Joey yes. can't sing on key. Yes, so we it's do like, know that. We do. In, in Victoria's Secret lingerie, after which you will lay me down under the stars and ravish me. <laughs> ravish me. It's so funny. I mean, listen. And she's like, close. and she takes off the blindfold and pulls him into his parents house and he's like fuck and and it's like john is like sorry yeah they open the door and mr witter john witter is sitting there and he's like (laughs) recliner and he's like oh you're here shit happy birthday And then Pacey's mom, played by Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. Fuck! It's like, it's like, oh, dang, we missed it. And then, like, a bunch of people come out of the kitchen that are, like, D- Gretchen Jack Dawson. Yeah. You know, and, like, and they Carrie, say some uh-huh. Carrie, right. And they say surprise and happy birthday. And Pacey and- just looks at Joey, like, at two. I know. How could you? And then one of his nephews comes and, like, socks him in the balls. <laughs> And Doug's a dick and says, "Yeah, he Doug can't comes wait from to- behind and is just like a fucking asshole." And you're just like, "This is not going to end well." Yeah, Gretchen does give him a sympathetic look, like, "Ooh, our family is wild." Enough. Yeah. <laughs> so we take a break and then we come back to see Dawson being climbed on by children. And- okay, first we just need to pause. This mm. is a mansion. It's a huge house. <laughs> It's like a mansion. And so like, you know, all we've, we've only seen Pacey's room one time, but like Mm -hmm. just the bed. And all we know is that there was no room for him when Carrie and her kids came, you know, Mm -hmm. seems like a lie, right? Yep. Yep. Seems like like that was like a story to say because he just couldn't stay there anymore. Yeah. Joey has already admitted that they do an unbelievable act of going to Sunday night dinners there. So she's been to this house, presumably at at that period. Obviously they've been friends for a long time. So you would imagine that they, she'd been there before. So she would know what this lie means. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, yes. Yes. (laughs) And like Gretchen's like giving out snacks. Dawson's being climbed on by kids and Joey is like taking Jack around and they're like chuckling at the like kid photos. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, look at these festive Christmas lights. And Gretchen just drops the greatest line of all time. She's like, been up since Christmas of 86. <laughs> <laughs> they're like framing the K- like the canine dog, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and they're like, Oh, you had a dog. I didn't know you had a dog. And she's like, We don't Gretchen says we don't Talk speak about of the dog. <laughs> And we see Pacey's like sitting just despondent <laughs> on the couch with Carrie. It's yeah. And, and Joey walks up oh. and sits next to him 
Yeah. And John walks in and fat shames Carrie. Fuck you, John Witter. Okay. He tells and- his own goddamn daughter, no wonder her husband left her because you're becoming a cow. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he tells this truly like, just horrible. Just imagine how horrible it was for Carrie to have to leave her husband and then come into this situation. Like, that's how horrific her husband was. Yeah. Carrie doesn't seem like she's having a great time. And then he tells John Witter tells a truly horrific story about his 18th birthday. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready for this. I didn't know it was coming. (laughs) Yeah. So this is what we were talking about at the beginning about the um, terrible representation. So um, he says that he was trudging on his 18th birthday. He was trudging through this jungle in Da Nang. He's like, I saw a lot of tragedy that day, but I celebrated that night with a gorgeous 30-year-old Vietnamese beauty several times, I might add. And just... In a show that for all intents and purposes has zero Asian American representation. Yeah. It's like every once in a while we might see someone yeah. Asian American in the background or they might say one line to one person. Yeah. It's like this. Th- I think this, this is, is the only reference to someone who's Asian in the whole show. <laughs> and know. this is. I mean, at whole- least thus far since we've yeah. seen, you know. And it's her- this, it's hideous. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, on my 18th birthday, I fucked a prostitute. I mean, that's what we're supposed to take away yeah. from it, you know, yeah. which is in and of itself hideous because he didn't say she was a prostitute. But like, we're supposed to assume that by the right. mention of her being Vietnamese. OK, right. <laughs> fuck that it's disgusting and it, mm-hmm. it's just hideous like work and this show is for fucking kids i know i know so i also want to say so this week i i i lead a book club and we read this book called white tears brown scars by ruby hamad um which i really highly recommend but it has a whole section about the representation of asian and Ar- asian american characters on screen And how so much of the time we only see Asian women as these like sex objects. Right. And here is no different. Here is no different. And just this white police officer I might have had, which Mm -hmm. you know how we feel about that. Yeah. Defund the police. Yeah. Okay. Particularly this one. Yeah. This guy's a piece of shit. I've always said that. I have no space in my heart for this guy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like, He's just talking about like this really horrific thing, not to mention the fact that he's low key bragging about the fact that America sent 18 year old boys to an Asian country to like decimate it. Right. Yeah. And like, not only that, but he's like, you know, the the thing you were saying about us, like having to imply that this is a sex worker, mm-hmm. you know, and like but the thing is, is that, like, we're supposed to think something less of this person because mm-hmm. she's a sex worker. I'm like, sex work is work. Yeah. All works work. I mean, come it's on. It's like, come on. And, like, I think it's complicated that we live in a society and we live in a world where sometimes women have to do things like this and, and yeah. participate in sex work in order to provide for their families. But, like, it can also be true that sex work is work 
at the same time as that it's fucked up that we yeah. live in this world. And also it can be true that not everyone is doing it because they have to, they, they choose yeah. to, you know, that's like an additional rhetoric that is constantly added on that. Like every sex worker is a victim and it's like, right. that's in and of itself problematic, you know, Absolutely. like in moralizing sex and women, you know, and their behavior in this way of like, what's good way for women to behave and what's a bad way for women to behave. And it's just fucking disgusting. Well, and it's it's hideous. And there's, and like, why don't we take away from the fact that like at the end of the day, John Witter is a fucking piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, but But he is not a piece of shit because he went to a sex worker. That's not the reason he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit for like a myriad other reasons. Yeah, but yeah. like, because <laughs> he just fat shamed his daughter right, like, like a minute ago. <laughs> like that's how he started off this conversation is yeah. being truly hideous to his own daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that uh-huh. is a victim of her husband. They've already discussed that, you know, right. um, his of her husband's abuse, you know, and then just continues to lash abuse at her. Right. It's just like this disgusting display of like anti-women behavior, anti-Asian behavior yeah. at the hands of this man who's a police officer in power. The top police officer. Yeah. Of this town. So when John Witter finishes his story, Pacey's like, you have to be 18 to join the army. So, yeah. and then John's like, what, you call me a liar? And then yeah, you have no integrity <laughs> and you're a piece of shit. <laughs> so well, I and- would not put it past you that you lied. Right. And then Paisley's mom, who, if I'm correct, never gets a first name. Is that Mary. right? Oh, Mary. Okay. They don't say it out loud, but it said it on the um, subtitles. Oh, but they don't say it out loud. So she's like, Pacey, you know, well, Pacey, like, might, like, might not be out there defending his country right now. But if there's a war on, he'd enlist, wouldn't you, Pacey? And I'm like, you're, you're about to get your damn wish to see the war that's about to come, lady. <laughs> well, technically, it's not a war because they didn't declare it, right? Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're talking it. about, like, you know, this still hideous period where like America was participating in so many different, like whatever they wanted to call it skirmishes or whatever, you know, um, whatever, whatever America does now that's like not war, but it is, (laughs) um, thank, thanks to Ronald Reagan for that shit. Um, and so Pacey's mom then like asks if Joanna will set the table. (laughs) Pacey's just like, (laughs) her name's Joey mom. (laughs) Like, I feel bad for laughing, obviously, but it shit's so funny. That's like a good little thing. <laughs> when it's just like, it's, I just have so many questions, Aaron. Like, the fact that, like, <laughs> do they, they actually have go to a Sunday dinner? <laughs> like, it. I think it's still funny if the mom never knows her name is not Joanna, like, always calls her yeah, Joanna. Like- that's totally. like it's like how um they never know Anne's name in Arrested Development. Right, right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so then we go back to where John is yelling at the TV. Pacey's mom threatens to beat children, and Pacey's just like, "Please kill me right now!" Like, yeah, Gretchen sits down. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like yes, "Fuck, kill me." And then Jack <laughs> comes and sits down, and John's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah. <laughs> And Jack's like, I'm Jack. I met you on that fishing trip. <laughs> John's like, don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because we saw you 
passed pass out, out drunk fucking on, drunk on the, on the beach. So, <laughs> like real aggressive to your son. Yeah. So Pacey finally gets Joey alone and is like, "What were you thinking?" What like is going you on? Promise me it would be just you and me. Like, yeah. come on. And Joey's just like, "Like your family wanted to throw you this surprise party. Like, what the fuck was I supposed to say? Like, yeah, you know." She does say to him, you should be nicer, which I just feel is like unsympathetic. Yeah, I do. I do too. But like, but I also feel for her where she's like, I don't know what I was supposed to say. I mean, we said what we thought she should say. Really? But no, I get, I definitely see that explanation being like, I panicked. I'm 18. (laughs) They said, let's throw this party. And I said, yes. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, like, I just wish that she had been like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, yes. Can we just get through this? Like, you know, trying to like police his behavior is like, I don't really like that personally, especially when it's like his family. Like, I personally don't think you should do that to your partner when they're in a situation with their family, because like that's trauma. Yeah. Whether it's a good family or not, there's, you know, <laughs> there's shit. Yeah. There's being however you there's, need to to get through this. Shit, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, and so Pacey's like, Joey, my family does not care. Like, this is just an yeah. excuse for my dad to drink more than normal, eat cake, and tell me I am a disappointment, and then pass out while watching an- when animals attack, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> And then Joey's like, this is where I really had a problem with Joey because she's like, they're not perfect, but they're your family. Just make an effort. And I'm like, no, if your family sucks, fucking cut them off and don't talk to them. That is 100% fine. I completely agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like, like, this is a problem I've had with her. And like, even in the show where they are always like, oh, no, it's your family. You got to be nice to them. You're like, what? No No way. No way. Like, you know, like. It, like they kind of did that with Joey's dad when he like came home from fucking jail and they're like, <laughs> we're all cool. We're a family. And I'm like, yeah. this is bizarre. This is a weird yeah. rhetoric, you know? Totally. Um, and like it, like these are the times when you see Joey kind of performing in a way in which like she thinks she should, she's like, it's your family. You should be fine. That's what people normally say. Instead of using like empathy and understanding Pacey, right and because like, she doesn't have a family so she's like this is what people would say <laughs> right and you're like i don't know it's really weird yeah so pacey's like joey it doesn't matter what effort i make like i'm gonna fail and joey's kind of like wait 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 fail at what like what are you talking about yeah and he's like you know i don't know like she she asks him to look at her like because he's like not looking at her and i honestly I don't know why people asking people to look at them melts me like it does, but I was like, Ooh. Yeah. So Joey, so we get Joey, her bangs smack us right in the yeah. face yet again. <laughs> this scene. Them horrifically. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, you know, we're going to go get through this night together unscathed. I'm like, girl, you're not, get- you're going to get through it, but you're not going to be unscathed. <laughs> She's like, everything's going to be okay. And then he gives like the deepest, saddest sigh. Yeah. And then oh, she kisses my his God. forehead. And he like walks, she walks away and he's like, I wish that was true. Yeah. Oh, my heart broke for him. too. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So. Go ahead. So Gretchen walks into the kitchen and she wonders why Dawson is giving her the cold shoulder. And he's like, I'm not. <laughs> he's like, I'm just mingling, like with the, 
what <laughs> these people you, okay you know? i don't know and he's like but like you said we weren't on a date so and she's like I really wish that we could forget that we had that conversation, which like, I am very confused as to what that's supposed to mean. I mean, I think he took it in a way which he, she didn't mean it. Right. Okay. Cause she's like, you know, I want to hang with you and I want to beat you at Monopoly. So like, we have to talk. Yeah. I'm like, People, <laughs> have you not started Monopoly yet? You're going to be here all night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. It's going to take forever. So we go to Jen and Toby and Toby's yeah, like, okay. Trying to bond with him. She's like trying to be friends. She's like, tell me about Greg, Toby. <laughs> and Toby's like, he's super into me and he's perfect. He's, he's better the, than Jack. He's the polar opposite of Jack. Like he's gorgeous. And Jen's like, wait, wait, wait. Jack's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Definitely and, doesn't check out. <laughs> yeah. And Toby's like, uh, yeah, in a fratty sort of way, I guess. Which yeah. like, is kind of fair. And then like Greg's like, but or, or Toby's like, but Greg's James Dean. He's like dark and brooding and tortured and like, you know, and Jen's just like talking up Jack for some reason. Like, I don't know why she's so like needing to do this. I totally agree. It doesn't make any sense. Like, because like, like, I guess I took her at her word when she's like, I just want you and Jack to be friends. But now we're kind of taking away that she's trying to hook Jack up with this guy who's only talks shit about Jack. Right. Because like, Jen's like, Jack's like all of those things, like brooding and tortured and deep. And yeah. like, Toby's like, you know, well, but Greg is perfect. Again, says <laughs> perfect. And right. blonde and has been out since he was 12. And here's yeah. my favorite line. You ready? And his mother is a famous lesbian who teaches feminist poetry at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And it's sad because this is what we see Toby thinks is the perfect gay guy. The one right. who's like been out since he was 12, has a lesbian mom, like all of these mm. things, which like, you know, might exist. But like, totally. Uh, okay there is no perfect gay guy you know and like that's what toby's played in his mind like made right. up this thing in his mind right it's really sad it sucks it sucks mm -hmm. and so then we go back to the winners where joey finds pacey sitting on the front porch and joey's like come it's on like <laughs> it's not that bad we've been here 45 minutes like there's been nothing major and like there's yeah. maybe two hours to go maybe three like, we'll get through she's it. Like, Please don't, don't be mad at me. <laughs> yeah, don't be mad at me for throwing this party. And he's like, I'm not mad, like, about that. And he's, she's like, well, then what are you upset about? Right. And he's like, tries to tell her something. Yeah. And he trips over it all. And then he's like, can we, like, take a walk and not, like, talk about this right here? <laughs> yeah. And so she's and like, she's yeah, like yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And they go to walk away. And then John Witter opens the door and is like what are you guys going to smoke marijuana <laughs> I thought it was hilarious <laughs> which is like super funny but it's like that's not Casey's vibe that's not any of their vibe and like <laughs> no, they're, yeah they're not stoners which but like we, we also get this weird shot of them that honestly looks like the shot from the longest day where Dawson yeah, catches them caught doing something yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild and like John's like you guys come in the house i want to talk to joey like yeah. come back inside and then here we go y'all ready lock and load does yeah. everyone have a drink in their hand because you're gonna need whatever it is he says i want to thank you for putting thoughts of college into pacey's head and joey's like well 
you know, I'm happy he wants to go. I didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And John's like, well, I need someone to blame. Because (laughs) Pacey having dreams means I have to finance another dropout's half-assed education. Which is like, okay. And then Pacey stands up for Gretchen. Absolutely. He's "He's not a dropout. And then, yeah, Mr. Witter's like, oh, yeah. She works at a fish house and, you know... Yeah, uh, she didn't finish. That sounds like a dropout to me. But like, I'm just ugh. like an uneducated police officer. So what do I know? And then like Carrie is like, like she shares a look with Jack, who's like this dude. Like what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> and Mister Winter's like, I just put my life on the line every day. What do I know? And like, and then Joey does stick up for Pacey. Yeah, and is like, I think he'll do great. Like just you wait, he's gonna be great. And then, yeah. yeah, like it's sweet because Joey's standing up for him, but it's just like it's hard because it does seem so unbelievable that she's still like acting like he's gonna like go, go to, to a four year institution, you I know? Like you. he totally can go to a community college, but like if he if that's what he wants, but like I don't know, it's really I've always felt like it was a hard stretch for me to believe that e- that was even on the table, like a four-year college because Absolutely. he's failed so many classes. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, and I just was always like, why are they acting like this is a possibility? Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I, like, I have that note later on where I'm just like, it's like he can go to a, a community college and like PS Joey, that means he can go wherever you're going. I know they have there's community a ton colleges of community in <laughs> Like what is happening? There's a ton of community colleges. They're all over the place. It's kind of like part of their like thing. A uh, community. I don't know if you know what that means, but they're all over America, these <laughs> communities. <laughs> so Mr. Witter's like, you know, it's going to be a waste of Pacey's time and my money. And I'm just like, on what planet is Mr. Witter paying for any of these kids to go to college? I, I find that extremely hard to believe. I mean, really? I guess I believe it. Oh, really? They have oh, that no. mansion. They have that fucking mansion. Yeah, but I think I... He, he's trans. He's uh, transactive. He pays for it, so he can talk shit on them. Oh, I mean, maybe that's why. But like, my thing is like, I can see him paying for Gretchen, but like, mm-hmm. I can't see him paying for anything that Pacey is doing. Yeah, I I could. Well, it's easy for him to say he would pay for Pacey to go to college because we know he's not going to college. Right. Sure. So So it's to like really know what he would actually do if Pacey was in a position to go to college. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. uh, So Mary comes in and is like, what? Just because he failed a few classes doesn't mean he's going to fail in college, you know? And like, I have faith in him no matter how many times he lets us down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was like this okay thing. lady <laughs> what the fuck like, man i mean you know we, jane lynch is fucking amazing in these roles where she just is trying to like be this super sweet mom that's just a total cunt you're just like, <laughs> like oh my yeah. god yeah yeah she's like i'm such a supportive mo- mother <laughs> i just like am so supportive i just dig at my son all the time but i'm so right. supportive right yeah like, bent and she says some real hideous stuff. Yeah. She's like, remember when Pacey wanted to be a vet? Yeah. And Pacey, like, you could see him, like, being like, oh, oh I remember shit. this. Yeah. Oh, God. Here we go. 
and um john's like oh yeah and they're like yeah i mean we told him like he should more set his sights on dog groomer yeah and then um john's like yeah i mean everyone needs a dog groomer that's it you know and you're like like that's true and it's like okay so is all work work or is it not a you know well and joey and, like looks on horrified on this situation well, she's stunned which i'm calling her out like what like this is stunning like of course this is stunning to anyone but like like his parents every time we've seen john he's been a piece of shit to pacey right. so like i'm you know stunned this. at what they're saying but i'm not stunned that john is doing this you know right. what i mean and totally. so that's why it's hard to see joey like this you know right. like is that a really hideous thing to say to someone? Like if you're a little six year old, it's like, I want to be a veterinarian. I don't know how old he was, but if your kid at any age is like, I want to be a veterinarian, even if in your heart, you don't know if they have, they could accomplish that. You don't fuck with their heads. Totally. Okay. Cool. And like, (laughs) right. And like, to your point about work being work, my thing is like, first of all, dog groomers, a profession and like, (laughs) who, who cares? You know, like, that's a perfectly acceptable profession to go into. And, like, and then you're, like, not even encouraging your son. And, like, my thing is, like, look, in L.A., dog groomer is, like, legit. Like, it's, yeah, like, totally. dog it, groomer is, like, a big is thing. Those businesses like... are so successful here. I don't know if it's like that everywhere yeah. else. But, like, I'm, like, oh, shit. Like, that, actually, if he became a dog groomer, he'd probably make a good amount of money, particularly if he owned his own business. Yeah, like it's just like there's room for success in anything you do, obviously. Um, and like so they're kind of simultaneously being like all works are work, and then also like he's a piece of shit because he won't go to college. And you're just like, what is this like twisted rhetoric that they're spewing at their kid? You know, right? And like, yeah. So like so Joey's stunned and I'm just like, does she think that Pacey like is lying? I mean, obviously he lied about the fact that there was no room in his house, which is why he prefers to sleep on a couch somewhere else. Mm. But she would have already known that, you know, the like the like I don't I, I'm sorry, I don't have space for her to be stunned at this. I mean, I agree with you in a way. There's another part of me that's like, I I understand that, like, even if you know your boyfriend's family is fucked up. Like, mm. e- hearing that shit is stunning. You totally. know what I mean? Like, so, so I have room for her to be stunned in that way. But it does seem like she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they would say it rather than like, Jesus fucking it, Christ, it, these people. Yeah. Which which, like, honestly means I can't believe Pacey was telling the truth. You know what I mean? Right. 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 So we go to a different room where Gretchen is setting up like this thing for the kids. The room's all dark. And the kids are like, we want to play Monopoly. But Gretchen sets up this thing that like yeah. projects It's like lights. a huge ass basement again. Yeah. Huge ass basement. So yes, Pacey could have slept in this huge, like it's huge. <laughs> yeah. It and she tells this story about a princess named Isabella, the star dancer that could fly from star to star. But every star she'd visit, she'd have to leave one behind. And that was her plight. She was free, but alone. And like, this is a metaphor for Gretchen, I guess. 
I know. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> Gretchen is this okay. Isabella the star dancer. Um, I don't know. Because then Dawson sees the bright side. He's like, yeah, but she got to go to all these planets. And we're supposed to be like, oh, there's positive Dawson taking right. a spin on it. Like, I literally was like, what are we supposed to take away from this stupid ass story? Right. Because Dawson's like, no, she gets to like, she makes the lives of the people she meets better. And Gretchen's like, but she leaves. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, so this is a metaphor because Gretchen might leave at some point. And like, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter because everyone gets called for dinner. Um, yeah. And so the kids yeah. leave and we go to Joey and see her come up behind Pacey and she's like, she's holding him and trying to comfort him. Yeah. And is like, you know, you're going to go to college and do amazing and like shock them all. I just know you are like, and yeah, she's which really- is her dream. This right. is her dream. Right. Because she's trying really hard to be supportive, but she's not. Yeah. But she's trying to be supportive in the way that she would want someone to be supportive of her. Exactly. Which honestly just... her dream is to prove everyone wrong, to go to college, prove she's smart, right. whatever. Although everyone knows she's smart, so I don't really understand that. But okay, whatever. Well, you know, she's not like, like the shitty the shitty person that the town thinks she is. Right. But like, why does college rock? I don't know. Anyways, whatever. I mean, um, you know, and so she's like, you're going to prove them wrong. You're smart. And it's just kind of like... I don't know if that's ever been Pacey's desire to like necessarily prove people wrong. Like some people have that in them. They want to prove people wrong. Other people just want to be who they want to be and like, you know, not have to deal with that. Like you get the vibe that Pacey's just like, my family sucks. I don't want to prove them wrong. I just want to be near them. (laughs) Because even if they're wrong, they're still pieces of shit. Although there is a part of me that thinks that Pacey sometimes does want to prove them wrong. That like he has those moments of like wanting to do XYZ things so he can prove to his family that he's not the loser that they all think he is. Like Oh really? You Okay. I think that sometimes he has that. I don't think it's always, uh-huh. but I think sometimes. Yeah. And but I agree with you. And I also think that Joey, like the thing that Joey is doing right now is so being young. Yeah, yeah, like this is like being young and you're like, oh, this is how I'm going to fix this problem or this is how I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to support you in the way that I wish I was supported instead of what you learn when you have enough You want to be supported. Yeah. (laughs) What you learn is when you fight enough with your significant other that you're like, oh, I see. That's not what you need. That's what I need. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, got it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and so, so what we find out is Pacey's like, well, what if they're right? What yeah. if I'm too stupid to go to college? Right. And she's like, wait, what are you talking about? And he's like, let's go somewhere else. Let's talk in the basement. <laughs> I just want to say, though, because, like, the the narrative here, like, I wish what the narrative here was and what Joey is saying to him is it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to be great because you're awesome. Yeah. And, like you don't need to go to college to achieve greatness and like you get to define what greatness means which is the conversation we've been having at the end of all the episodes but like that is not the conversation (laughs) and but also i want to say that joey gives him this cheek kiss from behind that like really (laughs) does something to me um like you know like joey's like let's go somewhere else like we'll talk about this and she's really like yes i'm here for you whatever you need yeah yeah you know i but i know this isn't just about your birthday and like they go into the basement (laughs) they turn on the light and like oh shit 
Gretchen and Dawson are making out. They're like, she's like lying on top of him on the couch. <laughs> like, they're just like going, going for it. it. Yeah. Which like, even if Dawson and Pacey were on good terms, this would be fucked up to see, I think. Totally, totally. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Joey and Pacey are like stunned. Go, like go, this go. is when I'm like, you're right to be stunned. Like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, of course, that leaves goes like a commercial break, and we go to the dinner table where Pacey's mom has made chipped beef on toast because it is quote Pacey's favorite. But hey, what the fuck is chipped beef? somebody explain it to us i feel like someone from the uk island like from the british <laughs> isles maybe needs to explain this to us chipped tell me if i'm wrong beef <laughs> chipped beef that is on one toast. of the grossest things i've ever heard yeah i know I british even, people like, like to eat things on toast i've had it i don't know what spaghetti it is hoops on toast. you're right yeah spaghetti yeah, hoops yeah on toast is a thing that has been put in front of me like the toast part i don't have a problem with i get it i get it but what is chipped beef (laughs) oh that sounds so disgusting Uh, and not just because we don't mean i haven't yeah it sounds gross not because i haven't eaten beef in like 23 years but like (laughs) uh gross so it turns out chipped beef on toast is doug's favorite not Pacey's. Pacey's <laughs> yeah. is spaghetti and meatballs. Spaghetti meatballs Pacey yeah. actually hates chipped beef on toast. But fair. I don't know what it is, but I would I <laughs> yeah. I hate it thus far. <laughs> <laughs> what nothing I know about, I hate. So yeah. the name of it I'm really opposed to. <laughs> and Mrs. Witter is like so happy that Doug's excited about this chipped beef on toast, even though it's not Doug's birthday. <laughs> and just like fuck this family. Fuck it. I, like, I know. I know. So it's Ms. so sad. <laughs> so then yeah. Mrs. Witter calls Joey Joanna again and asks her to grab ketchup. <laughs> and then we go into the farce of this episode. Because Oh my God. For some reason Dawson's not sitting at the table as they're serving the meal, but like, okay, okay. go with it because this He's is what's about to happen. He's in the kitchen. <laughs> Joey and... comes in to get the ketchup. Joanna comes in to get the ketchup. <laughs> and, and she's not stoked. She's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. He's so like, like, let me let's like... talk about this. And she's like, he's like, I'm so sorry you found out like that. And Joey's like, don't want to talk out. about it. What did I find out? Because it's true. She just right. found out you're fucking making out. Like what? Like again, Dawson, like, what do you think people are quote finding out? Like, right. you know? it's super bizarre obviously he's young so are you like dating and he's like he's like super unclear about what's happening and he's like he's like no this was supposed to be our first date and And she's she's like like, so are you a couple is this a relationship yeah and he's because like he's like i don't know what our relationship is and joey's like but you're in a relationship like and then she finds the ketchup and Gretchen walks in and Joey's like, goodbye. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is what I mean is like why it would have been so hard. Like at what point should Pacey have like talked yeah. to Dawson or what point should have Joey you. talked to Dawson, you know, yeah. because like this is the the hard part about like incestuous situations too, like this, you know, where it's like, when do you say to someone that you're dating? Because if it doesn't work out, it's weird and awkward. And you could avoid that if you don't tell people that you've 
anything has happened. Kind of like what happened with Jen and and Pacey, you know, where they're like, we don't need to tell people that we're going to like casually fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, Nobody needs to know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like if it if it evolved into something else, then you could have for sure. But right. like you could cross that bridge when you get it. And the same with like the turmoil. Like, like again, I do think Pacey should have told Dawson, but I did. I do understand how it played out too, where you're like, okay, when do we do it, and yeah, how difficult yeah. hard it would have been, you know? And like it would have been so complicated because we know how Dawson would have reacted. Right, and <laughs> that's, that's what makes it hard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Gretchen's like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Everyone knows. And like Dawson's like, so Joey thinks we're a couple. And Gretchen's then like, did you tell Why her we're a couple? That? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, we had a date. And Gretchen's like, so you said we were dating? Like, it's basically the same conversation again. Yeah. <laughs> And like, he's like, you know, no, I asked, I told her like, you know, I didn't know what our relationship was. And Gretchen's like, so we're in a relationship, you know, it's like the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then and Dawson like, you says something of, that, sorry. You kind of get where Gretchen's coming from, where it's like, like yeah. she had, like, you can see how she wished she had explained it better to Dawson at Leary's Fresh Fish, but she also didn't know she had to explain it better to Dawson because like, if Dawson was older, there wouldn't be an explanation necessary where you'd be like, hey, can we put up our first date and like, let's just go to this, we'll hang out, blah, blah, blah and we'll have a first date at a later time because like, yeah. this shit is fucking weird and complicated and like, let's just deal with it later because like, yeah. it's true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone could understand this, like, totally. you know? Totally. And, and Dawson, I mean, Gretchen asks if they're in a relationship and Dawson says something that I actually really like, which uh-huh. is... I know what I think. I want to know what you think. Like, you know, and he has told her like in word vomit, like, I like you, like whatever. But like, has he said that he wants to be in a relationship with her? No, he has not. But also like, you know, I think, I mean, like we're saying he's so young that it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we go on a date that, you know, it's like, in well, yeah, no, like if we go on a date, it means like, we're dating I like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, exactly. I like you means I want to be in a relationship with you for sure. Right, yeah. Exactly. And like Gretchen's like, you know, I kind of don't know. And he and Dawson's like, well, figure out what you want. And then like, tell me what you want, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, Dawson goes to leave <laughs> and Pacey comes in because we're in a farce. Yeah. Um, and just like everyone entering and exiting this yeah. kitchen. <laughs> Like, Gretchen's I like, don't want to talk I've yeah. got bigger things on my mind yeah. and Gretchen's like what are you like what are you talking about are you okay and he just walks out well he says then, like I have to have this terrible conversation with Joey that's going to affect our whole relationship so I can't really deal with whatever I just saw which p.s if it wasn't today I would freak out about but <laughs> I'm not gonna because I got other shit going on I not give a fuck about this right now <laughs> and we get this montage of jen and toby and the like people they're picking up which is pretty funny but it's, like kind of nothing they're also listening to this song called walkout by six x which is like i think what jen would be angry girl music and i very much like it it's great <laughs> yeah it's like people making out one guy's like she doesn't cute. like me. She had sex with someone else. It's like <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's yeah, really one funny. One girl's about to puke. Yeah, it's totally yeah. Funny. They're like, we should take you home. Your friend doesn't look well, <laughs> and her friend's like, I'm gonna puke. It's amazing. It totally yeah, yeah. is super totally. funny. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to a 
Pacey <laughs> opening his gifts. It's horrific. It's horrible. Yeah, because yeah, he Carrie, gets an ashtray from Carrie. Carrie gave him an ashtray. He's like, I don't smoke, but thank you for this. Why is Carrie an asshole to him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then Mr. Witter gives him fireworks, and he's like, thanks. And yeah. And then he, John is visibly mad that Pacey doesn't like his gift. I'm right. John, you're abusive to Pacey. <laughs> right. Like, you're uh, this, shit. There's yeah. toxicity wrapped up in whatever you do to him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your behavior towards someone matters. Hello. Yeah. You know. And then and Mrs. Then- Winter is like, I read this article that said a fun way to bond with your kid on their birthday is to tell a favorite memory from their childhood. That doesn't sound fun whatsoever. Not at all. Not in this family, particularly. And so she says... No one on their birthday wants to sit around while someone looks at them and tells a memory of you. Like, I'm a Leo, so I am different, but I still wouldn't like that. (laughs) Exactly. So so, so she tells the story about how Pacey was a late bloomer and how he used to fall asleep in cardboard boxes. Which they I don't know what's at. funny about that. I don't know. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, what's like, funny what? about this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doug tells a story about how they almost left him at thirty-one flavors, and some not flag- almost. They did leave him. <laughs> yeah. Don't get it twisted. You flag- might be able to rewrite what almost means, but you got in the car <laughs> without a kid. Yeah. And Doug says Pacey was so upset he peed his pants. And they all laugh at him. <laughs> I, I mean, I have to say, my dad was one of eight. Um, mm-hmm. And they drove across the country a lot. And mm-hmm. they left my Aunt Mary at a gas station for literal hours at one point. She was alone at a and gas station for hours. And did they laugh at her? Because no, of no, 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 no. No, exactly. I mean, look, they do I, tell it in like, a funny way now. But like... <laughs> I think it was pretty traumatizing at the time. Uh, without a doubt. And like, I don't know, I'm a sensitive person. So like that, if that happened to my brother, I would be like, that could happen to me. Oh my God. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. there's only two of us. So that stuff never happened. I mean, right. yeah. One time, like it's like when you get lost at the mall and you're like, my world's over. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. Uh, totally. But really if you're, scary. I mean, one of however many winter kids, there's a lot of them. I mean, my dad, one of eight, it's like, it's pretty i can see how people got lost yeah you can see how it happened doesn't make it less fucked up 100 percent. and the fact that they didn't realize it for like a while um so gretchen tells then is like okay i'm gonna tell a nice story but Mm -hmm. is it is it nice? she's like she tells a story about how she was getting bullied and he pushed her and she split her lip open yes and then Pacey saw that and came over and like started punching and kicking this kid and was like stay away from my sister and I'm like while I appreciate this this Gretchen this story is horrifying as well it's horrible because no one does anything to protect Gretchen from being um, physically abused (laughs) by a boy you know right and then like you know we can see where like the violent household that pacey was raised in caused him at seven to react with violence you know absolutely Um, and then and this is where my note is about joey's face this whole episode which seems stunned and shook by what's happening but didn't we learn that they went to sunday dinners every week so like yeah what the fuck uh, yeah and so anyway then john finishes gretchen's story by saying that this bully then beat the shit out of pacey 
So you're telling me that this bully beat up two of your children, John Witter, and you're not going to fucking do anything about it. <laughs> Somehow this is a joke to Pacey. Right. <laughs> like, fuck off, man. Yeah, it's wild. And then Carrie tells a story about how Pacey got up one morning at 530 to make pancakes for the whole family and set the kitchen on fire and the dog Scraps died of smoke inhalation. <laughs> And like <laughs> Gretchen gives Carrie a look like, bitch, like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. You know? Right. Like, oh my gosh. And at it's this point, so dark. Well, because at this point, Pacey buries his head in his hands. Like, he's had yeah. enough. And yeah. then John starts in and is like, I've got a story. And Pacey's like, stop it. Stop. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. It's just going to be about Pacey messing up again. No one gives Pacey a break, you know? They always right. expect the worst of me. It's just so sad to watch, you know? And he's, like, spinning about this, like, cool, my own family thinks I'm a piece of shit, and that no one give me a break. Because the thing is, like, in any story, what you take away could is any number of things. Like, the sweet thing could be, like, Pacey got up and made everyone pancakes, and then, like, right. he was five, so some shit went down. But they're like, <laughs> then he killed the dog. And you're right. like, what? Like, you know? Or it's like, obviously, what Gretchen was trying to say is, like, Pacey defended my honor, which, like, I don't support violence, so what? I don't have the same feelings as her, but that's what she was trying to say. And then her, the dad was like, and he got beat up, you know? Right. It's like, what the fuck here? Like, why are we so fucked up <laughs> well right and then pacey's like you know but the thing is is that like i'm endlessly harassed because like how dare i want to go to college so i can mm -hmm. possibly get in this out of this place and then he's like but you know what i don't think i can go to college because i found out that the only school that might take me rejected me today and this is where in all caps i said please someone teach these kids about community college um <laughs> yeah like, like why like again like what we were saying this whole season is like why is the only way to quote, get out of town to go to college are you fucking right. kidding me right and he's like you know i'm gonna be a, an utter failure like i'm gonna end up being a complete and utter failure and he leaves and as he opens the door jen and toby are there and start <laughs> singing happy birthday and he walks right through them and is like nope no thank I want, you no, i want none of that like joey tries to run after him but he leaves so mm. i mean that's that's fucked yeah that's fucked this family yeah, is so totally. fucked up totally um and then we go back to the party where dawson's like telling joey like i'm gonna go with you to look for pacey but joey's yeah. like no 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 i have this like i don't need your help <laughs> then she Dawson's like, yeah, but she, he took your car, which so, I have questions about, but okay, yeah. go with it, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's like, so I'm going to drive you. So it's yeah. like, okay. And then we see like Jack giving Jen cake and he sees Toby and like goes up and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And like, isn't mean, but no, like. No, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's Toby. Like, hey, I know you. What are you like? What are you doing here? What's up? Like, yeah. let me say hi because I've met you before twice. You know. Yeah. And Toby jokes that he's here to make Jack uncomfortable, and Jack, who is clearly uncomfortable, says, "I'm not uncomfortable." <laughs> but he's only uncomfortable after that. Yeah, Toby, Toby was ate. a dick to him. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not like he walked up like like 
you know, being uncomfortable. It's just like Toby's just a piece of shit to him for like no reason. Like, right. Because off, Toby. Because then Jack asks about the club. Like he's like, hey, he's trying this- his best to be like a good person. Like, so how's the club going? What's going on? You know, um, I'm not like my vibe isn't uncomfortable that you you're here. Like whatever. Right. And Toby oh. is a total dick and goes, you mean the gay club where the gay kids hang out and be gay together? It's great. And then, <laughs> and then, as if that's not bad enough, he's like, how is your self-hatred and denial club going? And like, Jesus, yes, bro. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And Jack's like, just like, well, I guess you're going to have to excuse me. with like his friends like he doesn't like i don't know i'm gonna go now since you're you're the one who's volunteering for fun (laughs) like you know i mean good for toby go for it volunteer but like but just like in the rhetoric of what toby's (laughs) saying it's like well you're the one who's spending a saturday night not hanging out with your friends so like i don't know what you're trying to get at here right right and then jen to her credit does look like look at toby like what the fuck man what was that? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. She's kind of like, I mean, okay. Jack walks away like, fuck you. Yeah. It's like, what? Okay. And so we go over to Dawson driving Joey and Joey's like, look, I don't care what's happening between you and Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> I have bigger things on my mind, Dawson. Um, Dawson's like, I don't know what's happening between us either. And you're like, like not now, Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Read the room, Dawson. He's like, you know, she will not tell me what's going on. He like, he goes into it, even though Joey's like, don't want to know. And like, I don't, she won't tell me what's going on. Every time I get close to finding out, she freaks. And then Joey kind of softens after this proclamation. (laughs) I'm not sure why, but she's kind of like, that's the winners for you. They tend to keep their emotions close and their weaknesses closer. Not because they don't care, but because they care so much. Yeah. It's really sweet. And well, she's like, she, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And she's like, they usually tell you the truth after you've ignored all the signs they're suffering. Mm-hmm. And you're like, thank you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So like, okay, so you're not totally <laughs> like, oblivious now you're to like, this fact. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then Dawson's like, it's not your fault he didn't get in. And it's like, you don't get it. You don't get it. No, he doesn't. And Joey's like, you know, it's my fault because he thinks he disappointed me. Yeah. You know, and then Dawson says, that's the potters for you tend to believe in people more than they believe in themselves, which is like a weird, I don't know. It's super weird. I don't know why why they have to say that. I don't even get it. I know. (laughs) Then like, Joey's like, oh, we should go back. We're not going to find him. So, yeah, (laughs) which is true. Yeah. Um, so we go out to a dock where Pacey is sitting in January and freezing his fucking nuts off, of course, <laughs> yeah. because it's January in Massachusetts. <laughs> He's out there without a jacket. Yeah. And John walks up to him and like he brings him a jacket and Pacey puts it on. And Pacey's like, how did you know where I was? Yeah. And like, you know, it's kind of one. it like, felt like a callback to Two Gentlemen of Cape Side where... Right. Casey wanted to believe it was because John knew him. And then John's like, ah, the police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they said someone called in like a sketchy figure at the dock. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is that cake? Our, yeah. Our mascot. Well. <laughs> 
so we go to this so so then like john's like you know i'm gonna tell you he like sits down next to pacey and he's like let me tell you this thing and he's Mm -hmm. like you know i haven't told anyone this and if you ever tell anyone i'll like beat the shit out of you but i got rejected the first time i applied to the police academy and i was like devastated okay why why can't parents tell kids their failures I don't know, Aaron. I think kids would be so much better off if they heard it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, it, like this would be something that would be good to know about your parent. Like, okay, they're not all perfect, or like sometimes they fail, or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know. This is super bizarre. And then, like, obviously, like John being like, "If you tell anyone, I'll beat the shit out of you." Right. Like, you know, at least that's kind of what we take away from it. It's like, oh, like it's so gross. Totally. And Pacey's just kind of like, you know, I know I'm not college material, but I like really, really wanted that. Mm -hmm. And John says, like, look, I don't know if college is the right thing for you, but ask me if Pacey's going to do great things. Right. And like, so from that, are we supposed to take away? He thinks Pacey's going to do great things. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what are we supposed to take away from that? (laughs) Like he that John, I mean, I think like it's like such a half ass like, you know, like I'm going to like maybe say the bare minimum and but not really like say the truth, like, you know, right. and like, like I'm going to have this dad moment and it's just like it's I don't know, it gives me the creeps. <laughs> well, it's like again, again, we have this moment where John has been like a, a like a legit monster to every single one of his children all night long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for Doug, which like we yep. haven't really seen them interact yeah. almost at all, but whatever. And and like now he's kind of nice for a second by saying he doesn't think Pacey is going to be a complete and utter failure, which is like not what we've heard him say before. But like, right. I don't now, know he's if we hear say him that. say that. Didn't he just say, but ask me if Pacey's going to do great things, dot, dot, dot. Right. And it's like, well, what would be your answer if someone asked that? <laughs> because everything we've heard from you ever right. is that, no, you don't think that. Right. But like my thing is like okay so so if if he's implying I do think you're gonna do great things right right which I think is what we're supposed to take I think exactly yes yeah it's like my thing also is that like John is only ever nice to Pacey when the two of them are alone mm-hmm. like he never stands up for him in the family not in the mm-hmm. family not in public like only when they're alone does he ever say anything remotely nice to his kid. And I fucking and only when Pacey is like pushed to the brink too. It's right. never like just in you know in general daily like behavior of being a father. It's always like all right, Pacey's about to kill himself. You know, it's like ugh. right, and it's like you know okay, after you punched your dad in the face or after you like yelled at everyone to stop doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two yeah. times. And then John, like, tells this story about, like, on Pacey's 10th birthday, he got Pacey fireworks. And, like, Pacey said it was the best present ever as they set them off. And, like, Pacey was really happy. So John was, too. And it's, like, there's this part of me that's, like, okay, so is it sweet that you remembered this thing from when he was 10 and gave him fireworks? Like, kind of, I guess, in a weird way. But also, like, he's 18 now. So, like, maybe those things have changed. Like, it's definitely sweet. But, like... You would need to tell someone that, you know what I mean? Like, like 
why would Pacey remember that? Like he might, but he might not. Like that's the thing about memories, especially from your youth is like you have, I have completely different memories than my brother, even though we experienced the same childhood simultaneously, you know? (laughs) And so you have to give more, like you would have to say that like, Oh yeah. Remember your 10th birthday. We set up those fireworks. It was so fun. Like I can't believe you're an adult. Like one last time we're going to do that or whatever. This would be something my mom or my dad would do to me. And I'd be like, why the fuck are they giving me fireworks? <laughs> and then they would say that and I'd be like, okay, oh. cool. They're making their my birthday about them. Checks out, you know. But you would at least understand and find a way to like yeah. get a gift out of that, you know? Totally, totally. So we go then to Jen and Toby, who's like, she like calls him out. She's like, yeah. Why are you like being mean to Jack? And also I know your like fucking fake boyfriend Greg is a fake <laughs> boyfriend. Yeah, and I know you're just saying that because you like Jack. Like you're why else because you have a crush. Literally, she like, says, Why else would you have gone out of your way to be mean to him? I know you like him. What the fuck, man? Oh my God. <sighs> but then she does give good advice yeah. after after saying that while ride she's like if you're interested in jack you should just be nice to him like, which is like i, I mean yeah that's like the bare yes. man. <laughs> if you like someone be nice to them and she's like maybe you should try being his friend first <laughs> right like and in, t- in don't order just to do be that, a total asshole and like neg him <laughs> right and then like Toby calls Jen a bitch in this very like <laughs> gay way and Joey's like or Jen's like back at you like yeah. they're which I don't know it's fine um so so we go to John and Pacey and they're walking back to the house together and it's the the house is all dark and Pacey's like where'd everyone go <laughs> and John's like I don't know let's find out and they walk in and everyone yells surprise again and joey's holding a half-eaten cake with candles sparklers they start start singing happy birthday to him and like i i want to give joey credit that she has tried really hard to make this night like she knows it's a bad situation but she has tried hard to make it okay like you know she is giving him at least a part of his fantasy by singing off key to him (laughs) true true story (laughs) oh god and then we go to this like fire in the back where dawson is sitting and gretchen comes up and is like you know you're right that this wasn't about my family or pacey and joey it was about me and then she says like admits i'm scared because i might leave soon and i like want to do this with you but i don't want to hurt you when i leave yeah and he's like you know i'm leaving too right (laughs) Like at the end of the year, I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he says, like, you know, we should just be living in the moment and we shouldn't be afraid. Right. Which, like, I think is this part of this new Dawson where it's like, (laughs) let's just live in the moment. You know, goes like we I don't want to be afraid of like taking risks. Right. It's like I appreciate this like journey that he's on. Um, Totally you know <laughs> totally and, and i think it's like so true to senior year where you do yeah. have those moments of being like hey like whatever man we don't know what's gonna happen so we're just gonna give it up to the universe kind of thing exactly. like 
yeah, you know. we just, we have to, I mean, that's kind of what we learned in 2020 is like, don't make plans <laughs> if in the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like Gretchen says, sometimes I don't know if you're wise or naive, but I think it's wise. And I'm like, okay, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's both. It. Okay. I think it's I both. <laughs> and she asked how he got so fearless, which is like, <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Do I agree with that? Hmm. And Dawson's like, I want Isabella's story to have a happy ending, which like made me roll my eyes. I was like, get out yeah, of here with this metaphor. To, yeah, because then it goes back to old Dawson's like, I want them to have a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what? Okay. Like, yeah. what? Being with you is Gretchen's happy ending? Like, okay. Yeah. You are uh, a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly you are a short station stop my friend yeah um, but that's fine that's fine it's, yeah whatever for that shit yeah it's yeah, good and I, I like i appreciate her for saying like i like you but like this relationship has like an end date because like i'm not staying in cape side for like that long that is not my goal right not my plan you know and i do think that's something you should discuss if that's the situation Absolutely. you're in it doesn't mean you can't like date someone and pursue a relationship with someone but you know you just like any yeah all really you know, open and honest about what, <laughs> what you're at where you're doing you know totally totally um so we're supposed to get beth orton's lean on me which is not the lean on me you're probably thinking of but it is okay. like, the most awesome free Nice. (laughs) We go out to the porch where Joey comes up to Pacey and they finally kind of get to talk. Yeah, and she says she's sorry. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, one rejection isn't anything. It's not the end of the world. Right. And Pacey's kind of like, oh my God. You know, he's like, it's not about that. It's like our lives are on these different paths and we're just heading further and further away from each other. And he's like, it's just getting harder and harder. Right. And Joey's kind of like, you know, I I think that both of these paths that we're on lead to the same place, which is here with you and me. Like, we just got to try harder. Yeah. She says it doesn't have to change. We won't let it. And like, she says, yeah, we have to try harder. I mean, I think she's right, obviously, but I just think that it's not that simple. Well, I think the problem is that they're not talking about it. They're talking around it. They're like, Pacey keeps saying this, like, we're moving further apart. And Joey, which is might be true. And Joey Mm -hmm. keeps saying we don't have to, which also might be true. Yeah. And she's like, not if we don't work. But like, we don't ever see either of them say like what this is going to look like or what it entails or like hey like let's figure out what the solution might be they both are kind of like we just have these issues oh god let's try harder and it's like well what does that mean like a how are you trying now and b what does try harder mean you know like again i feel like it's all these apologies we get from like businesses or people that like have racist tweets in their past they're like (laughs) i just gotta try harder and you're like yes you do so what does try harder mean to you so i can identify whether or not i think that's good enough (laughs) exactly (laughs) and she but joey then hugs pacey and like you know she's like you know hey pace like happy 18th birthday 
and they kiss on the porch. It's really sweet. And then the fireworks yeah. start going off around them, which is like... <laughs> Everyone's playing with his gift. <laughs> pretty, okay. Well, it's just Los Angeles on any given night um, is what we're looking at. <laughs> so yesterday I was on the phone with my mom outside and just like this huge explosion happened. And my mom was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, oh yeah, just the fireworks. Yeah, just like, you know, something happened in my neighborhood. I'm not sure what, but someone's celebrating. <laughs> someone's doing something for some reason. Yeah. It's like how we knew that the Dodgers won the World Series. We're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or like um, the Lakers. The Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Jen or and I looked Joe at each Biden other. Won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Joe Biden. I woke up to fireworks at like totally. 10 a.m. Totally. And like uh, the Lakers, I remember both of us because I knew that the Dodgers were playing. So I was like, right. okay. But the Lakers, I was like not really paying attention to. And all of a sudden, Jen's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah charles did the same thing i was like oh um someone must have won are the lakers playing or the dodgers playing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> legit legit so so you know they they joey and pacey like walk down we have this nice kind of montage of like you know the fireworks and yeah. everyone kind of looking in awe is you know only fireworks can make people do and um, yeah and like and, this... and Gretchen hold hands and then John Witter comes up to like like comes and stands besides Pacey and yeah. Joey and he's like happy birthday yeah and it's like you know the the song lean on me Beth Orton's lean on me continues and you know we just fade out yeah so Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a ride of an episode man yeah, I mean, it's weird to be like see the midway in season four and like meet Pacey's mom and see his house and like kind of yeah. get like a better understanding of just like how truly horrific his like home life is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see the ways in which like that outcome of that home life has like created these different kids, you know, um, mm-hmm. and how they deal with that trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we've heard about Carrie since like the first episode, but like actually seeing her, like it was so sad to me. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked. Mm. <laughs> it's fucked. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Ugh, it's a difficult episode. <laughs> it's just, it's like so full of plot holes. It's so full yeah. of people acting just like, like, they don't know each other or like don't know yeah. you know it's just like what the fuck is even happening right now i and completely I, agree and i can't tell if that's like a product of like we've talked about before the fact that like this show aired week to week and like it had been so long since we had seen whatever you know like what name the episode where we're talking about a plot hole that yeah. like it had been a long time so like they just expected that we would forget and like it's quite possible that we did forget and totally yeah that watching it now in a much shorter time frame that like this like we're kind of like and Wait, more intensely watching it yeah, yeah. like we i thought you have like sunday dinner so like you should understand right. this family dynamic a little bit better um, or like you know you know that pacey like when pacey at the end of season one came to joey to be like, please don't make me go back to my go dad's home. house. Yes. Like, yeah, can I just, do you have something you can make me to eat? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like they, it's not like they don't know that about each other. Like, That's you know, like they, the one thing we know about Pacey is that his right. home is so bad. He prefers to sleep on a couch anywhere else but his own home. Exactly. And go away on a boat for three months, you know? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
And like when we've seen his father, we've seen him be like abusive to him, like physically and like emotionally. Emotionally. Um, So like, you know, we know it's an abusive household. Right. Uh, It's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. And I just think that like, we're just watching it sucks because we're just watching the beginning of the end of Pacey and Joey and I just don't know why yeah it doesn't it seems like they think that the thing that's going to drive them apart is like the fact that Joey's going to college and Pacey's not but instead of actually laying out why that might drive them apart like they don't yeah (laughs) you know they're just kind of like oh things are changing but and then like you know whoa but they don't have to and then it's just like okay but like you know what's the actual i don't know i i feel like they're not doing a good job of explaining what the actual problem is well especially since we're led to believe until now that joey is a planner she's planned her whole (laughs) life to like get good grades and go to a good college so it kind of feels out of character for her to not have a plan for what like the next year would look like because even if pacey went to college what would it look like for them to be in different colleges i don't really know how whether or not he goes to college plays a role in what happens after they leave cape side like to me that part is like moot because they are leaving cape side so what does their relationship look like right and it's like one of those things where i'm just like you know if joey's gonna try to go to school in boston like boston has a community college you know yeah or they have jobs there like yeah there are a lot of jobs in boston yeah yeah like they could just like you know get an apartment together like i don't know like figure out some kind of situation where he rents a room somewhere like there's so many solutions that like deserve a discussion about like what you know especially since for joey's character like given what we know about her character she is the type to plan things you know Mm -hmm. about her next steps like that so like i don't know why they can't be having this conversations and again like i don't understand how pacey going to college plays a role in this because never at any moment in my mind did i think that they would be going to the same college i've already had questions about why they're even in the same classes at school right (laughs) like that doesn't make any sense to me um so like why would they go to the same college like because joey wants to go to like a you know private you know uh perceived like good school um that would never be Pacey's trajectory. Absolutely. So who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for Pacey um, and Jack. Yeah. Jack was like awesome in this episode. Yeah. He was kind (laughs) of great. Um, I I like his friendship with Dawson, you know, I like watching that. I kind of wish, like, I wish we just saw Pacey interact with more of the characters too. Like, you just yeah. see him being so isolated with his guilt over, like, t- quote, taking Joey, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the two that I think are, don't suck in this episode. Totally. So, <laughs> so for our listener corner, this is from Erica. Mm-hmm. I just watched the Dow of Dawson and I have thoughts. I absolutely <laughs> hated the Joey Drew storyline. I never much I never thought much about this episode in prior watches. I always just thought it was a stupid way to force these characters together and have a deep conversation. But on this watch as an adult, the second that door clicked shut, my heart dropped. 
what a situation to be in as a woman stuck in a room with a man you barely know who has shown himself to be pretty untrustworthy, the door locked, unable to get out. No one can hear you and no one coming for two days. I wonder if you had the same thoughts as me, that this was an incredibly dangerous situation for Joey and they never even acknowledged that. My other thought came when Drew assaulted her. We've now seen Joey be kissed without her permission at least four times that I can think of. Each time her reaction becomes more extreme. The first time Pacey kisses her in season one, she basically does nothing, just says no thanks and that's it. Then Dawson kisses her drunk in season two. She pushes him off, not too hard, but she is pissed. The second Pacey kiss gets a real hard push and then a couple more for good measure. And finally, Drew gets a left hook in the face. Do we think this woman might be sick of being kissed against her will? Like, it's like the writers knew it subconsciously, but they just kept putting her in this situation. Why? (laughs) That's a great question. Yeah. I mean... How many times are we going to see Joey sexually assaulted? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like, you know, there's this way in which it's like, why do we have to watch over and over again as like, she kind of has to brush it off. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't have to. Right. Like, yeah. It's it's like like, your only two options are to brush it off or to escalate to violence, which are both really horrific options. Right. And it's just like, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's almost like, I don't know. It's hard because it's like, it's almost like there was the expectation. Like, of course she's like a good, well, looks don't have anything to do with it. She's a teenage girl and you know, thus she will be kissed without her consent (laughs) all the time, like more than once and whatever. And it's like, okay. Like, as much as like that might be kind of true or kind of accurate, like, do we really need to like perpetuate it? Yeah. And then call it romantic. Totally. And like, you know, watch the journey that like every woman has of like how you have to escalate to like being violent, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. uh, like how men make everyone become violent people in this way, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and also like, going back to the question about drew and her being locked in like obviously i've seen this before and i know how that episode plays out but like yeah i mean it's terrifying that is a terrifying yeah the person who's been sexually harassing you escalates it to you being locked in a room with them like Mm. oh my god that is like the most scary thing that could ever happen to anyone Totally. And also, like, you know, I think about my own, you know, and I'm a pretty, I'm a big stocky person, like, um, you know, and I think about what it's like when I am in enclosed spaces with men sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> I do not like this, you know, one bit. Yeah. And, and I'm a person that like, you know, can can hold my own pretty well. But it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter. It's, it is, there is a threat there. There is a way in which you're always kind of going, okay, how do I get out of this? Like, how do I get yeah. out of this room? How do I get out of this situation? How do I escape from whatever thing it is? And I think it feels like, I mean, I've said it time and again, and I all stand by it that it, I, I think that it is very clear that the leadership in the writing team on this show was all men. 
Yes, there were multiple women in the writer's room, which is that more than a lot of shows could ask, particularly at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, it kind of didn't matter. I mean, I honestly, I wish... I I know a lot of author or a lot of writers don't want to talk about those things necessarily just because like you know they it, don't want to burn any bridges but like yeah. I kind of wish we could get the like tell all about like what kind of shit went down because I bet you that there are some stories about women writers speaking out about things and getting shot down yeah maybe not yeah. this thing but yeah, maybe I bet not there like, are specific some. to Dawson's Creek like who knows but like even about storylines you could imagine people being like oh I don't is this storyline we're really gonna go with that you know right. like it's hard for me to imagine and again we don't know that like every writer in the writer's room was comfortable with the Pacey Miss Jacobs storyline like totally. <laughs> I just like I, I really can't believe that um totally so like you can imagine how there were th- these stories of like, really, we're going to go with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> totally. You know, um, totally. and the showrunner who gets the final say what they were always men on this show, unfortunately. Um, and, and like, Paul again, it's just, yes. You know? Yeah. And it, it's hard to see like the strong girl, like have to be, at, you know, victimized all the time. And then like her behavior of like, okay, well this is how a strong girl behaves in these situations Mm -hmm. and like look I don't really think there's one way to behave and I I don't even know if I really give into the narrative of there being a strong woman because like being a woman is fucking hard we're all strong ass people you know (laughs) but uh uh you know to be like oh this is what she does she like sees that Drew you know he's got his own trauma so she gives it a pass and like you know on the other hand it's like well what the fuck is she supposed to do (laughs) right like oh tell drew's mom that he sexually assaulted her like you know um yeah she knows how that's gonna play out yeah (laughs) she's gonna not have a job anymore right or she's gonna just you know mrs valentine's gonna give her fucking shit that she doesn't need exactly you know yeah and like nothing will change in in drew's you know behavior so the desired outcome won't come you know yeah it's fucking dark yeah absolutely dark as shit so yeah so i don't know i mean i think you're right and i think that episode is fucking horrifying um you know and particularly that part of the episode is fucking horrifying but also you know for some reason this is the story we were telling at the time and yeah and probably continue to tell yeah you know yeah i'm guessing it wouldn't be all that much different now (laughs) yeah sucks (laughs) yeah it does yeah So thank you. Yes, that Thanks. is um thank you, Erica. Yeah. Shit's so fucking scary. I think every woman imagining being locked in a room <laughs> with someone oh my- who's behaved like that towards you. <laughs> someone who is constantly sexually harassing you. I mean, even if they didn't, being locked in a room with a coworker you don't know that well would be like the most scary thing possible, I think. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, yeah. Don't want oh. that. Thanks. Oh my thanks, but gosh. no thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so for our workforce bound, mm. this is from Alexis. Yeah. I graduated in 2002 and went to college immediately because it was what I was expected to do. I wanted to take time off like Aaron, 
but like Aaron, my parents wouldn't let me. I had no idea what I was doing or wanted to do, and that muddled through four and muddled through four years and ended up with a liberal arts degree that cost a small fortune, left me hugely in debt, and didn't do much to help me land a job. My husband, on the other hand, was who is a complete and total pacey down to a love of loud Hawaiian shirts, blew <laughs> off. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Blew off his graduation to go to Bonnaroo and then spent several years backpacking and hopping trains and generally having fun. He grew up in um, upper middle class and his square parents were horrified. He calmed down in his mid 20s, took classes at a community college for a few years and then transferred to the University of Florida, where he was accepted into a top ranked, highly competitive program. He graduated summa cum laude at the age of 30 and got a job in his field right away. He said time and time again, if he had gone to college right out of high school, like he was, quote, supposed to, he probably would have partied too much and failed or dropped out. It's never too late and no one is ever too, quote, too old to go to school and have a career in whatever you want. And we need to stop pushing literal kids who don't know what they're doing into college right away. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Your husband sounds awesome. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> so do you. Amazing. Um, also, like, yeah, I totally agree. And I think, like, sure, you know, probably the thing you're saying is a privileged thing that he kind of got to take some time off and, like, right. backpack around and whatever. Um, but also, I mean, like, that's just such a, I don't know, what a what a way to sort of, like, get out of um this like prescribed like sequence of events that we all seem to think like we must do because like I thought it too you know I was like I you know I gotta do this I gotta do that and like I don't I mean I did fine in college and whatever but there is a part of me that's like I actually think I would have done better and gotten more out of college and done better and gotten more out of like my young adulthood if I had Mm -hmm. been able to like have some freedom to like do these other things right like yeah um, like get a different like we're kind of like I feel like we're kind of told like going to college is where you like grow up and you gain experience and it's like well I definitely think that's true but like there's other ways in which to gain experience and again like what I keep saying is like I feel like we culturally haven't shifted to the fact that we now live to be over 80 years old (laughs) so like this idea that like you have to like get experience by 22 is like kind of not a good idea it's wild <laughs> yes it's, wild. <laughs> it's so bizarre like you know like that is so bizarre and like it doesn't help you function in a world where we live to be over 80 years old <laughs> like absolutely and just and like, then on top of that like I think this idea of like you're done with school when you're like 22 doesn't really give the concept that we've been trying to say you know in 2020 and before beyond you know before that of like learning is a lifelong experience Mm -hmm. you should never think you're done learning and there you're never too old to learn something new to do something new to grow to change like all of these things these idea that like yep you're done with school when you're 22. Like, I actually think that's one of the most unhealthy things about this rhetoric, you know, is that like, 
some people benefit from classroom learning. So don't you wish that like there was this like at 30, you got a tune up and like <laughs> totally. 40, you got like a little tune up. We would probably have less problems in America if we like had to like continue our education. Like if there were more like continuing ed, like just culturally, not just whether or not you're like a teacher <laughs> like, right. in a field that requires that. Totally. So, and I agree with that. And I think like, I, to me, looking at, I have so many friends that went from high school straight to undergrad and then straight to grad school. And like, really seemed like I have one friend that was like, I know exactly what I want to do. I'm going to go to grad school. You know, this person's now has a PhD and like is a professor. Um, But like, my thing is like, but so many people I knew just like went and got their masters or went and got like they didn't know how- what else to do <laughs> because they were like, I don't know how to function outside of school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And my thing is like, I get that. I, I, I get that. And like, th- you know, I, I go through periods and I'm sort of in one w- right now where I'm like, maybe it is, maybe now I want to go back to grad school and like, yeah, you know, study X, Y, Z thing. My problem is, as it always has been that I like, want to study too many things and so i the, mm-hmm. and the thought of like narrowing a focus down makes me crazy so <laughs> don't say that it makes it's me word <laughs> makes me want to i don't know like it makes uh, it hard uh, to make a choice there you go sorry yeah. but like so so you know i just i think that there's this way in which I'm going to relate this to something that might seem off base, but I promise you I have a point, which is like, (laughs) you know, like how we're seeing in America, the decline of like manufacturing um, Uh in the United States. And I read a lot about sort of areas that have been hit by this like decline in manufacturing. Right. And like, I've read, there was one book I read called The End of Men by Hannah Rosen, um, where she had interviewed a bunch of men who worked at a factory and then the factory closed and like the jobs went to Mexico and uh, all the women who worked in the factory left the factory. There was a medical like um, plant, whatever, I don't know what to call it. Um, A medical like And then because the medical field is gendered, like men don't feel comfortable doing that. Right. And so, and, and, and the men, a lot of the men were kind of like, well, my dad did this and my grandpa did this and I'm supposed to do this. And I had this moment of like, I do think that there is a part of humanity that like wants to just be told what to do. Mm -hmm. Like, tell me what the path is and tell me how I get there. And I think that like, there are certain professions where like, there is a very prescribed path you know, if I want to be a lawyer, I go to school, I study this stuff, I apply to law school, I go study this stuff. And then there's a very prescribed path, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to be X, Y, Z thing, there are prescribed paths, paths for some of those things. And, and I think, to me, what's so frustrating about America, but also just the whole world, is that like, we leave almost no room for people to be like, but actually, I know I'm not happy in that. Hey, hey, I worked, hey, I worked in a factory that my dad worked in and my grandpa worked in. And I never once asked myself, do I like this? It was just like, (laughs) I just go. And I'm not saying that everyone has to love their job. And that's got to be the center of your universe. It doesn't. Sometimes your job is just the thing that makes you money so you can go live. 
Yeah. But, but I think that like, I think that there's this kind of like thing and I think college is part of it. Right. And this like this constant push to like go to college and like that's the way you're going to be successful mm-hmm. is it's like I think this is all part of that same conversation, which is that like you get to ask yourself if that's something you want to do. Right. And, and like, we've seen, like, I think that for so long, that was like the social contract of like, well, if you go to college, because not that many people do and only white people do, then you will get a good job and you'll be on the path to middle class. Right. And then now that we've become a more diverse nation in the U S and the access to college has increased like exponentially, that mm-hmm. is that contract no longer exists. So we're kind of at this position where we're like, well, what is the path to success that we decide as a community, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a country. And like, we haven't really decided or we haven't settled on it because obviously like we have so we're riddled with racism and sexism and, you know, xenophobia and, and so many problems that like, like we get derailed in the conversation about like, well, but what, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, can't we just have a jobs guarantee? Like right. <laughs> then you know, then you would be guaranteed a job and the dignity of life. Like what people, your most valuable thing you own on this earth is time. So whatever you choose to trade your time for is your personal choice to make. That's it. If you want to just choose to trade your time to like have food on the table and a roof over your head, God bless you. You know, if you want to enjoy what you do at your job, awesome. That's amazing too. Like, I don't think we should judge what people do, what people trade their time for, you know? And like, but like, we don't have a basic social contract in the U S of like, you have a roof over your head and food on your table. (laughs) And that's why we're like in these constant situations of like, well, what is the middle class mean? What is the path to success? What do all these things mean? If the alternative is like, nothing like (laughs) death (laughs) right starvation (laughs) then like it's hard to have these real conversations and that's really problematic and I just think that like you know um like Alexis is saying she was like her uh, subject line was like normalize older people going to college and I just like I absolutely think that's true obviously I've said that before and like I just I personally think your own personal growth again is your own personal choice. But like it, if you want to do whatever you want, you should do that. And like, if we're going to college to gain experience and learn from other people, wouldn't we also stand to learn from people who aren't just 18? (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) Like what if season five and six of Dawson's critique, what if you go to college (laughs) and you also have classmates that like have different experiences because they're like a parent (laughs) right? or like they've owned a business or like they've, you know, like any number of things that could come from a different, like, you know, season of their life. Um, there would be like such a, like an additional level of education you would get from that college experience that we don't acknowledge. Like, I don't know how much I learned from my classmates in college that were all like 18, 19, 20, you know, like, of course you, (laughs) like, I'm not saying it was nothing, but like, like, I just know I would have learned a lot more. Well, some of the things we learned were like what not to do or, yeah you there know were a couple of actual hard learning experiences yeah 
Totally. Yeah. And, you know, I just think that like from this like quote experience that we're supposed to get, like that are, you know, are, is told from us by society and then also reinforced by our parents and our family. It's like, well, like, I don't know. I kind of got a lot of experience from like, you know, these like adults that you meet and like these people that mentor you and stuff like that. Like, I feel like those, that's like incredibly valuable. And I've always enjoyed, I've always enjoyed working with like grownups, you know, like when I got my first jobs where I was working with people who weren't like just my age and I was working with people who were a lot older. Mm -hmm. I always enjoy that because like, I love, I mean, I think like I always then got to be like the young, you know, like the young person who they like got to have fun asking me questions about things, but like, but also I learned so much from them. And I think a lot about the people who are still in my life now, like when I worked at the bookstore who just like cared deeply for me, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I I don't want to say like, weren't like quote unquote mother figures, but just like cared for me as a person yeah. that I, they worked with and like, yeah, made sure I was eating okay. And like made sure I was, you know, made sure I had a place to go when we all had to work on holidays and like things like mm-hmm. that. And just like that deep care is like something that I, I just, you know, I feel so lucky to have uh, friends who are, you know, not significantly older than me, but enough older than me that when I started working with them when I was in, when I was, you know, 22 or 23 or whatever, Mm -hmm. that like they, they could like kind of teach me things and yeah you know and (laughs) no and that would totally help for like you know there is like I feel like there is a lot of animosity from the junior boomer generation to younger generations that I feel personally is completely off base like fuck off you know and I just think that's because you don't work with you don't like you don't know you don't have these shared experiences if you had a friend from college in a different generation there would be a completely different experience you know like there would be less of these warfares these class warfares these generational warfares these things that only serve to divide us you know um like we're all in this together we only have one earth and it's dying so (laughs) let's put all that shit aside yeah well that and also like you know we all like the actual problem it's is capitalism and mm-hmm. let's all like not lose yeah <laughs> exactly 100 <laughs> percent yeah all right. yeah well all thanks right. comrades for being yeah. here <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> oh brother <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, Oh, sorry. Thank you, Alexis, for sharing. Thank you for that. Um, And thank you everyone for being here, making space with us. I hope you're all staying safe. Yep. (laughs) It's a time to be alive and we're trying our best to, you know, just live each day. (laughs) Don't ask yourself how much more we can take because like, just don't jinx it. Exactly. (laughs) There's like a volcano erupting. No worries, right? Okay. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for being here. Um, Black Lives Matter, defund yeah. the police. Yeah. We stand with the farmers in India um, and Asian hate. Gosh, we have so much work to do, but we we're doing it, you know. And yeah. we got it. We got to acknowledge our our, you know, what we're doing. Jeez, <laughs> when we get to yeah. Because <laughs> if we don't, we might spin out of control. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) you can find us on instagram and twitter at dawson's critique you can email us dawson's critique at gmail.com uh we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song you can find him on instagram at go freaking crazy you can follow my finsta at aaron.hensley we have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Um, and you, as always, can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. That is true. Let's shout out to Rainy Day Bookstore in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, great little bookshop there in Kansas City. I cannot wait to be able to travel again because I really want to go to the Negro League Hall of Fame in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, oh, cool. So dreaming of that day uh please like a subscribe write a review wherever it is you get your podcast thank you to those of you who have done it and um you know it just helps us immensely when you do that we'd like to thank as always andrew bush who we may see sometime in 2021 and good lord can we not wait for that <laughs> moment <laughs> um, uh, you can find, yeah i know you can find me online at pesty 1079 uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to know right